Hello and welcome to Passion Fruits Podcast, a passion project for passionate people. I am your Juneberry journalist, Adam. And with me tonight, we have... <laughs> with you every single night, uh, I am your celery, Daniel. <laughs> Once again, Daniel continues the trend of stating okay, out... Juneberry journalist? What the fuck was that? You know what? MotherEarthNews.com says a Juneberry is an unusual fruit. So at least I'm still sticking within the same family. So anyways. All right. Anyways. All right, Mr. Mr. Vegetable, Mr. Vegetable Daniel. Uh, Daniel, what do we do on this podcast? So on this podcast, we talk to ourselves. We talk to guests about subjects that they are passionate about, subjects that we are passionate about, to really get to that kernel of knowledge about how can somebody go from a casual fan to a passionate fanatic? We've had episodes about computer programming, music bands, everything in between. Um, but tonight we have a very special guest on. Uh, guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, sure. You can call me the uh, Watermelon Wonder. My name is Tom Sherman. <laughs> well done, <laughs> that Tom. Was well done. <laughs> Thank you. He was called that before coming on this show. The Watermelon Wonder was his nickname throughout elementary school, high school, college. Yeah, it, you know. to this day. That's a fact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There he is, the Watermelon Wonder. <laughs> it's um, it's kind of like a superhero, except I don't really have many superpowers. You could, you could spit seeds in people. How about that? Yeah. With, with ferocious force. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> People ask you to stop crimes, and then you just chuck watermelons at people, and uh, they don't go very far because they're pretty big. You know, watermelons are not the lightest fruit out there, but yeah, it's. I just kind of like turn into a big watermelon sometimes to stop crime, and <laughs> you ask the criminals to get down at the bottom of a hill so you can roll over them. <laughs> I'm very ineffective at fighting crime, <laughs> right? Uh, but tonight we're not talking about fighting crime. Tonight we are talking about the concept and essence of time itself. Tom, what are we talking about tonight? We're talking about, um, yeah, what is time? Uh, why do we use the time that we use? Um, and I guess, and then in, in, as a matter of course, uh, an invention that I came up with over the past few years that I like to call the new calendar. Officially, it's known as the uh, quintile calendar and perpetual timekeeping system. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> where, do we, where, to where do we begin? So yeah. let, let's do this. So Tom, I, I we have a, a number of questions for you, uh, but I'd say first of all, Let's set. Do you, you know what is the history behind our current system of timekeeping, i.e., the, the Gregorian calendar, and, and kind of what what is involved in that? If can you give us a, a background on it, and like what kind of spurred you to 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 get, to think about this? Uh, yeah, I would love to actually. So, the Gregorian calendar has its roots uh, in ancient Rome, believe it or not. It's actually been a the timekeeping system standard for about 3,000 years or so. Um, and that's actually... So uh, Romulus, who was one of the children raised by wolves and then later went on to found Rome with his brother Remus, 
they actually uh, invented what was the first calendar um, way back in the day. And so, let's see. I've got a little little uh, cheat sheet here that I gotta I gotta look at because uh, believe it or not. Time is a complex subject, and so uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, I know, I know. That's all uh, I know well, is all I know is that to manipulate it, you need a DeLorean, right? That's that's all I know. About time. Exactly. Right. It all in the end, it all comes down to the flux capacitor. Okay. Uh, but you know that we got to work up to that. You know, we can't just yeah. like start there. And that's kind of what drew me into the subject originally. Was just like, you know. Um, what is time? You know, it's like, uh, I used to, I'm not going to lie. I used to, uh, I used to party a little hardy. I used to, uh, smoke a little reefer here and there. And, uh, what do hippies talk about once they're in like the drum circle and they're all stoned out of their gourd? <laughs> they're like, Oh man, yo, like what is time, man? Like time, you know, like time is, a, it's all made up, dude. Like, this is time. And so like, but then, you know, it got to a point where I would sober up the next day and I'd be like, but like, what is time? You know, like, <laughs> hold on. Like it, <laughs> this doesn't make sense at all. And so, um, so would you go to these drum circles sober and then like, but in like a, I imagine you in like a lab coat with like a clipboard <laughs> writing down their observations about time and what is time and just being like, huh, there might be something to this. <laughs> Lunatics ravings. Right. Yeah. I had to go. Yeah, I had to go deep undercover into these places to to gain their trust, right. to uh, see how they operated. It, I was kind of like Jane Goodall, so oh yeah, yeah, you know, like <laughs> before you knew it, I was just like living in the jungle with the gorillas, <laughs> being like, they kept asking them about new calendars, yeah. how they could change time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so yeah, that's where it all started, kind of. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I kind of lost my train of thought here, but, uh, that's, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. That could be the subtitle of this, uh, podcast, <laughs> um, is I kind of lost my train of thought, but let me continue. <laughs> that's the story of my life too. Yeah. So that, yeah. that works well. <laughs> We're getting deep, real, real deep. Right? <laughs> yeah. Are you, I mean, are, are you laying down, not? Tom? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm about to be. Thank goodness, I, I'm near a couch, so that'll uh, that'll help. So, so you said the Gregorian calendar has been around for you know three thousand years, which is you know a little bit of time, you know, as, as far as I can, or, as far as yeah. the as far as that concept of time goes. But what you know, if it's been around for three thousand years, what about it? And in your in your uh, you know good all ish musings and observations, what about the Gregorian calendar, I wouldn't say mistakes, but what are, what are the things that could be improved upon it? Oh, well it's, yeah, it's a terrible, terrible system for sure. Um, the, like if you, if you step back and look at our annual calendar system as a measurement system, so what are we trying to do with the calendar? We're trying to measure one year. And so if you take any other device, like a ruler or a scale or anything that's designed to be a measurement system, it has a few things in common. And one of those is standards. And so, you know, a foot is 12 inches every time. A meter is 
a hundred centimeters every time. There's no differentiation in between units. Whereas with the current calendar, I mean, a month can vary from 28 to 31 days, which is, is not an insignificant amount of time. That's, you know, that's up to 10% of a month can be shaved off from one month to the next. So if you're trying to actually use the calendar system to measure annual events, you it's just impossible because you have no units that are built to coherently fit with each other, compound upon each other, and build larger units with any sort of cohesion. Um, it's it's just uh, it's just madness. Literally, it's madness. Because then, on top of that, you've got so the Gregorian calendar. Its its roots are three thousand years ago. Um, it's called the Gregorian calendar because in the fifteen hundreds. Pope Gregory made a few minor changes to how we view leap days. And in between then, um, then and, and when it was first incepted, there have been just kind of piecemeal changes here and there every few hundred years, slowly changing it. And like in uh, like 321 AD, Emperor Constantine added in the seven day week, which threw in a whole nother factor of you know, they had these months that were between 28 and 31 days, and then you kind of shoehorn in a new unit of a week, in, you know, that then divides months into not full units, I guess is the best way to put it, where, you know, uh, right now months can end in the middle of a week. And so that's like if we started a new day in the middle of an hour. So it's just, it, it like literally makes no sense. And that's why time is like one of these concepts that just is is really hard to think about because you know we're we're in it every day but we're not measuring it well it's slowly shifting across time because since the week can start on or since a month can start on any given any given day of the week that means every year can start on any given day of the week so that's seven different calendars we have already that we have to work with and then any leap year can start on any given day of the week. So that's 14 different annual calendars that you could be using on any given year. And it only repeats the days and dates. Like today is uh, what you would call uh, September 27th, and it's a Sunday. But that's only going to repeat on a, on a cycle of six years 11 years, 11 years. So six years from now or 11 years from now, wherever we are in the cycle, is is this day and date is going to correspond again to the September 27th on a Sunday. And so it's just like, it's really hard to keep track of anything or, you know, have a coherent view of the year because it's always, it's like shifting sands kind of, or I like to think of it as like kind of like you're getting punched in the face like every every year with like a new calendar and you wake up and you get punched in the face and you're like oh like what's going on I don't know I got to go to work okay you know and, and a Garfield calendar punches you in the face and then a Peanuts calendar punches you in the face <laughs> right and then some cute kittens punches you in the face right yeah exactly and like you know and then you wake up on a Wednesday and it's the next month and you get punched in the face and it's just it's insane it's it's really madness 
so from a, from a mathematical standpoint, and, and we 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 will uh, these these are set up questions because we are going to eventually talk about the new calendar which you you have created. Um, but you know, from my observation, you know, a year because everything as far as time goes, as far as like our calendar is based around a year, correct? So the concept of 365 day, 365 and a quarter, quote unquote, days. But ultimately, that's mm. all measuring one revolution of Earth around the sun. So I think that th that's one thing that kind of interests me is because a year and how we design the calendar, how we how we measure that that year around the sun. I guess more specific, specifically, how we subdivide that year around the sun. Isn't it true that as long as that year around the sun remains the same, that it should be okay because like, i'd say like units of measurement as far as you know feet or or you know me, you know so measurements of distance of weight there is no end to the multiplicate you know the multiplicity of that concept as far as distance or weight or what or what have you whereas there is an end as far as what comprises a year does that make sense yeah and and so so, but but what the the thing is here is that um, there there isn't an end to time either because so like time compounds on itself very well after a year because we start grouping it by decades and then centuries and then millennia and so on and so forth so like it can compound infinitely to that end and then on the other side of things a day is broken down very neatly into 24 hours, which is broken down into 60 minutes per hour, 60 seconds per minute. And um, so it, it breaks down very coherently on the other side of it as well. But mm -hmm. it's just in the middle. It's just that middle part in between a day and a year. Everything just falls apart completely. And I, my theory basically uh, is that, I mean, they did really well for group of people back in 700 BC, 800 BC or whatever, like measuring time, trying to put together a coherent system. But now we're at a point where we should be able to intellectually, technologically uh, take a step back and say, how do we actually resolve this, this gap in the middle of one day then compounds into seven days in a week, but seven days, you know, there's like between four and 4.42 weeks in a month, depending on what month there is. And then there's, you know, like three months ish in a quarter, but the quarters range from 90 to 92 days. And so like, like we, we've just built these all, all these random caveats into the calendar system that we've just been trained on since birth to observe. And so that's why it seems like such a mind boggling concept to, you know, try to change all of that. Whereas if you follow the math, like you're saying, you'll get a completely different answer because 365, it only has two base factors and that's five and 73. You can't divide it by anything else in order to get an even amount of units. So that's kind of like the core, one of the core problems with our current timekeeping standards is, uh, you know, we immediately try to divide the year into fours, into four seasons, four quarters, but you're, 
you you just can't do it and get a coherent amount of days to describe it. The only way you can do that is to divide it by five and get five periods of 73 days or 73 and get 73 periods of five days. So like, yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, I, I do find that interesting because as human beings ourselves, like we've got five digits on each hand and generally what you, most of our units of measurement other than, you know, the imperial system is it, there, it's, it's measurements of base 10, right? Because that's mm. kind of nat- naturally as we've evolved, that's how we've like literally counted on our hands. So, I mean, so to, to follow up with that, Tom, what are, what is wrong with the Gregorian calendar and what kind of tangible impact will that, will we see on a day-to-day basis by getting rid of it, if you will. Yeah, Tom, I mean, the people who invented this calendar were wiping their asses with sponges on a stick. <laughs> like, how dare you think yourself smarter than them, okay? <laughs> well, no, I mean... What I, are you trying to fix, okay? <laughs> they were perfect in every way. I, you know, I think they did a great job. Like I said, I, you know, they... <laughs> I probably back in the, that time, I probably too would have been like, you know what, sponge on a stick, great idea. Let's do it, guys. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm I'm not with the way the toilet paper shortage was going this year. Eh, am I right? We would <laughs> yeah, have needed I mean, that. That's yeah, that's a fact. It's a. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah. So you know, I all I'm saying is there's a better way, you know? And, and so to answer the question of like what it solves and like how it impacts and and all that sort of stuff, it's tough to answer. It really is because I don't know, really, I've been living on this system that I developed for about, uh, three or four years now. Like how, whenever I finally cracked the code and, and, um, came up with this, the, the new calendar, I was like, you know what, I gotta, gotta start living on it because you know, who's gonna, who's gonna buy a calendar from the guy that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Use this calendar. It's great. But no, I, I, I don't use it. I, I just, by the uh, way, I'm shipping it out on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I mean, one of the things that is really cool about it is you are, if you use this new calendar, so for the people out there that I've, that are, are just so mind-bogglingly confused right now and are like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm turning this off. Don't turn it off yet. Just let me explain <laughs> what, what the hell's going on. So the new calendar is based on the five seasons of the year. So there, there's five 73-day seasons. There's not four seasons. That's the first lie Gregorian calendar people are going to try to sell you. There's actually mm-hmm. five seasons, and I aligned the to them to start on the winter solstice. So from December 21st until February or until March 3rd is the first season. It's called winter. March 4th until May 15th is the second season. It's called spring. Uh, May 16th until July 27th is the third season, summer. Uh, the fourth season is the quote-unquote newly discovered season of the year. That runs from July 28th until October 8th, and that's called autumn. And then the final season of the year is from October 9th until December 20th, which is fall. And, you know, that's your classic, you know, leaves turn brown, fall on the ground. And so when... I started, I I like 
I cracked the code sometime in early winter and I started using this calendar system and it just blew my mind how much more accurately it was describing the natural world and the changes around me than the the four seasons the traditional four seasons and Gregorian calendar was because like spring is one of your first growing seasons of the year you know you got a lot of pollen in the air um you got a lot of flowers coming out and um and yeah and and you start getting the sort of farmers market items uh your asparaguses and and all that sort of thing and then autumn is like the exact inverse of spring and so you've got a lot of late season fruits coming in like watermelon um, you've got another round of pollination, which is why people are always complaining about hay fever this time of year. Um, mm-hmm. migrations are starting to reverse. Whereas in the spring, you know, you're seeing the birds start flying, uh, north or south, whichever way they want to go. And then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> however they're feeling, yeah, however I mean, they're you know, feeling that season. <laughs> Cause like some of the birds are cold birds and they want to follow the cold and some want to follow the warm. I, you know, I'm not judging them. Um, yeah, no, that's what we're on this episode on the, this podcast, we do not judge, especially when it comes to birds. <laughs> so thank you, Tom, yeah. for understanding that. <laughs> I, I try. I do try. <laughs> Um, you know, it's, it's tough as mammals. Sometimes we look down on birds and other, Mm -hmm. um, in the animal kingdom, but you know, I think we can all agree with birds. (laughs) We can all agree. Like no matter how much we all hate birds as mammals, we we can agree and join forces with birds to, uh, take out bugs. So, oh, you know, yes, exactly. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, so. I also think that, you know, because birds were the precursors to the dinosaurs way back when, like if the dinosaurs come back and we're, we've been mean to the birds the entire time, we're fucked. Mm. So, right. You know. Right. No, yeah. I mean, well, that's why you got to give them respect, but keep them at arm's length. <laughs> Not too much. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you can't, you know, don't trust the bird, but respect the bird. <laughs> Lay down a few negs, you know, be like the pickup artist. <laughs> like uh, uh, that dress that you're wearing, bird, looked better on that bird over there. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing you with know. that plumage? Come on, get out of here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm I'm with it. Yeah. So um so yeah, I mean and so <laughs> so anyways, long story short, <laughs> I uh I love this I love this calendar because I can like, you know, people are like, oh, man, it's it's so hot out now. Like, what is going on? And it's like, well, it's in between May 15th and, you know, uh, July 27th. We're in the middle of summer. The sun is out for the longest periods of the day during this time. Like, yeah, it's it's hot. It's hot. It's sunny. That's what summer is, you know. And mm-hmm. and then it's almost like on a dime around July 28th, 29th, right in there, the um, – hurricane season sort of kicks up and the heat breaks and it starts to get a little more temperate. And, you know, it's like, I'm almost like ahead of the curve a lot of the times on, on, uh, the year because I, I have this set system where nothing changes from year to year. Like right now, today is the, uh, (laughs) it's the 60, 62nd of late autumn. It's a Uranus day. And it's always going to be the 62nd of late autumn, a Uranus day, 
whenever it's September 27th in, um, in the Gregorian calendar. So unlike where now in the Gregorian calendar, we'd have to wait six years or 11 years for this day and date to repeat, every year it's going to be the same date at the same time. So it's easier to track things and, and stay on schedule. Um, one quick sort of example would be I'm terrible with giving Christmas presents and gifts and all that sort of stuff. Like Christmas catches me off guard almost every single year. And um, it didn't last year, though, even though hmm. we had the shortest amount of time in between Thanksgiving and Christmas possible. So, oh, my gosh. So I hate <laughs> I just, this is all because of the new calendar. Well, yeah, exactly. I, and so. I yeah, it's just I hate the Gregorian calendar so much that even like talking about <laughs> it, it angers me. Like, yeah, it just like really <laughs> riles me up. So, so Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and holidays like Thanksgiving that aren't on a specific date, like Halloween and Christmas, uh, Independence Day, those are all specific dates. But when the holiday is on a specific day, like the third. Thursday in November or fourth Thursday in November or whatever that allows since the calendar is constantly shifting and and moving ever so slightly the Thanksgiving can be observed anytime between it's something like November 22nd and November 29th or 30th mm-hmm. so last year we had a really late Thanksgiving which you can in the year before that we had a really early Thanksgiving. It was like the 22nd or something last year. It was the 29th or so. So you literally lost a full week of planning, shopping, you know, taking care of business, trying to see all your friends and family in that one month crunch of holiday parties. So like you literally lost time. And like, so if, if you were feeling more frantic than usual last year, the holiday season, it's because the Gregorian calendar was conspiring against you to mm. to do you under, basically. <laughs> and but for me, I was like, oh, look at this. Like I've got, you know, like you know, I had it all laid out where wow, fall is you know, I've got four weeks left in fall, like I do every year at this time. Like and and so I was able to plan ahead, get all my stuff done. A, starting a week before Thanksgiving was observed because I saw it coming and I didn't get hit in the face like you do if you observe the Gregorian calendar all the time. So mm-hmm. it's just like little things like that where like there isn't one major glaring problem with the Gregorian calendar that that it's like, look, I fixed that and then all of this is done. It's just all these like tiny little you know, tiny little errors that don't seem like much as one thing. They, but then when you get ten or twenty of them all compounded, it it turns into this like crazy bulwark of a system that just mm-hmm. conspires to kill you. Honestly, that's that's the <laughs> easiest way I can put it. So on the new calendar, following the new calendar, because there have been times this year, even despite the shit year that we're living in. Um, Despite that, there have been times where I've been like, oh, I can't believe like we're halfway through September. It's like through it's the end of September now. Um, Does that happen to you following the new calendar or are you just like this is the number of days are set number of 
um, months are set, like this, as you said, it does not catch you off guard. Does that apply to like even just getting through the seasons or how does that, does that happen to you? Um, yeah, I, I totally know what you're saying. And, um, it's, it's easier to not get caught off guard like that with, with the new calendar to the degree that since you're, since it's like tied so specifically to the amount of sunlight in the daily sunlight and the seasons that you're like, Oh, okay. Like it's, it's spring now. I'm, I'm ready for it. I see it coming, but at the same time, you know, time flies when you're having fun. So if, you know, so it sounds like you've been having a fun 2020. If all of a sudden you're like, "Whoa, it's <laughs> September!" Like, I didn't see that no, coming. Like, you, you know, yeah, it's, it's been it's been a laugh riot. Yeah, I I personally have been thriving in 2020. I'm a big fan, but I'm also trying to bring about you know downing our calendar system. So like chaos works yeah. really well because everyone's like nothing <laughs> makes sense anymore. And I'm like, well, if you think if you want to make sense, <laughs> let, let me introduce you to the new calendar. <laughs> yeah, it uses math and science to uh, you know to take, keep track of your time. And people are like, wait, yeah. what? Like, oh wow, yeah. So you know, 2020. <laughs> Big ups, big ups for the chaos heard, of 2020. Oh man, <laughs> I've heard those testimonials where people go, "Oh yeah, oh wow, <laughs> oh, wow. thanks, Mister G." Yeah, that's... <laughs> thank you, water watermelon wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Don't thank me. Thank, <laughs> thank your parents, kid. <laughs> well, and so, <laughs> so I'm. Maybe now by now people because they really should be listening to you, Tom, because I after reading your and seeing all the information you have put out about the new calendar, I am on board with you. And can you just describe a little bit more how they're bro how like months are excuse me, God darn it. Um how seasons are broken up, like how you've named the days and things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let me that's a good yeah. Dude, it's so hard to like Explain, explain this to people and be like, oh, yeah, uh, so um, let me talk about this. And then, oh, wait, I forgot about that. So, yeah, right. I, I appreciate that. The um, So there's five seasons in a year, right? Mm-hmm. And um, when I was trying to break them down a little further, I, I – so, like, this is one of the reasons why that, you know, the five seasons is tough is that you have 73 days per unit. And it's like, that's a tough number to work with. And so it's much easier to have, you know, like a 28 day month that's divided by four, you know, seven day weeks. Like this is nice, but that only happens in February. So anyways, it's, uh, so I was trying to figure that out and the best or most simple solution was to work colloquially with, with things, because that's the other thing that is frustrating to me with um, calendars and, and making plans with people is they're like, they're like, Oh yeah, I'll, like, let's do something in this late summer. But like late summer is tough to kind of wrangle in the Gregorian calendar. Is that, you know, halfway through July to the August or, you know, what is the, what are we talking about? I, I, so here's what I did. This is, and you know, it, and this is the other thing too. I'm trying to democratize time here because cal- mm-hmm. the calendar has been dictated to humans 
from rulers and mystics and people in power for a long time. Whereas I think everybody should have their own say in, you know, how they observe time and how they divide time to make the most sense for themselves. So here's, here's how it made sense to me is you divide the 73 day season into three parts. You've got two 36 day months and then a single day right in the middle of the season, which marks quote unquote mid season. So you'll have a, a 30 for like winter, you'll have a 36 day month, midwinter, and then late winter of a 36 day month, so on and so forth. Uh, that And one of the cool things with that too is when you break it down like that, the exact middle day of the middle season of the year is midsummer. They're the summer solstice. So like it all makes sense as like a system kind of where if you're starting calculating on the winter solstice, observing 73 day seasons, like you have these midpoints that are that are anchoring legitimate times of the year that that are are big days in one way, shape or form. So mm-hmm. so anyways. 36 day months, I break those down into four nine day weeks and then uh, name the days of the weeks after uh, the planets. So the first day of the week is Mercury Day, Venus Day is the second, Earth Day, et cetera, et cetera, up through Pluto Day. And yes, we're bringing Pluto back. It's a planet. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what scientist you're talking to. If they don't, <laughs> if they don't think there's five seasons in the year, but they do think Pluto's not a planet, you know, be suspicious. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, they're they're bullshit. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they maybe not bullshit, but like just <laughs> just let them know about the new calendar and that there's five seasons, and then I, and then listen. you know. I will say, give me your address. I'm going to send you a Christmas gift, or yeah, I'm going to send you a Christmas gift. Expect it in late winter, okay? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's like two things. First of all, you're going to put uh, you're going to put Garfield the Garfield comic strip out of out of a job because he's not going to be able to pl- complain about Mondays. He's going to have mm. to complain about you know Mercury Mercury days. And yeah, two is everybody be hates Mercury days. <laughs> 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 Two, it's going to be great for the environmentalist movement because it's going to be there's going to be an Earth Day four times, you know, uh, uh, four, every week, four times every, yeah, exactly, yeah. No, that's and and that's uh that's actually one of our ad campaigns is before every Earth Day we say first of all, <laughs> here's here's how ridiculous the Gregorian calendar is. They celebrate Earth Days on a Mars Day. It's every. <laughs> Like what is that? Like you're gonna pick one day to celebrate Earth, and it's gonna be a Mars Day? Come on! So stupid. Yeah, I mean it's silly. We but we have Earth Days every week, and and I think it's important to think about the Earth every week. Um, mm-hmm. and and actually the current names of the planet or the current names of the days of the week are named after planets, but it's just back when humans thought the Earth was the center of the universe. And the first planet away was the moon. And the second was, uh, let's see, Venus or uh, Tuesday, I think is like, I don't know. It's named after the, uh, what's it called? The Scandinavian gods. So it's like Friday is Venus. Um, Wednesday is, I think that's Jupiter. 
um, because of Odin. But it's just like, yeah, Tuesday is T T I W Tuesday. Tuesday, the god of single combat. And single combat law and justice from Norse mythology. Right. Mm. Right. So it's, it's like, we're already observing like all these just ancient broken traditions of, of like poor science. And so it's like, you know, we should be able to, we should be able to step up and say, you know what? Like, all right, it's not that big of a deal that, you know, the moon isn't the first, planet away from the earth and like i'm sorry to jim davis but he's just gonna have to go back and rewrite a bunch of strips is mercury day and you know know, that's i I actually think that's gonna be good for him because it means he can re-release comics with the same exact content but just with one it's like you know you know like the special editions of star wars you know same movies with like slight tweaks here and there right um i i uh i (laughs) And on a slightly more serious note, like, yeah, I I do think that, you know, what you brought up around like the name, the names of the days, you know, kind of the the original genesis of the seven day week, you know, it it would, you know, as we've discussed here, you know, time is arbitrary. So and obviously everything was named arbitrarily based off of whomever the ruler was or ruling class was that at that time when they named it. So I said, you know, why not make if 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 it's so arbitrary why not make it why why not make it and construct you know a year a year subdivisions into something that makes sense and is logical right right exactly and and it's it's cool because we're at a a time and place in history where like you can do it you know what i mean like more than ever like people are able to work on their own time um observe time how they want to use it. And, you know, the internet is, is great for spreading information and, and, um, and, and that sort of thing. So like people are now more than ever capable of working from their own systems, being their own champions of time and not relying on, the powers that be to tell them what day of the week it is or to tell them what month they're in or, you know, to, to dictate how they observe their year. Um, and so that's, that's like one of the, the big overarching goals with this project is to at the very least make people stop just a little bit and think, yeah, what is time? Like, why, why do I have to observe the the week like this why do i have to observe the you know 12 months that range between 28 and 31 days and you know why 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 you know and and just sort of question what got us here and and what they can do to take a, a little bit more control for themselves no and that's really important right now as you were saying tom like now would be the time that we could actually <laughs> like People should be more open to changing this kind of thing right now. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate the, just the fact that it's more, it's more earth-based than church-based, even though we've kind of discussed how it's been taken from mythology and how basically everything revolves around paganism, but the Catholic church kind of co-opted that. So why don't we just go back to that 
those kind of roots and um, get back in touch with the earth and kind of change our feelings about how time works and what we can do to make time make sense, if that makes any sense at all. It makes perfect sense to me. But then again, you know, that's... that's, uh, no, I and and you're exactly right too. Where it's a and and so I, you know I bag on Pope Gregory a lot because mm-hmm. we're in his current system. He did what they did with the Gregorian calendar changes, where they took out one leap day out of every four hundred years. So instead of it being a one leap day every four years, which is what Julius Caesar had said it as, they redid calculations. They were slowly drifting away from um, like the vernal equinox, the the spring equinox kept getting later and later in the year. And so mm-hmm. um, Julius Caesar implemented his changes around 46 BC, like right before they murdered him. And then by 1500 AD or 1580 AD, Pope Gregory and and the calendar had drifted far enough that the spring equinox had been, you know, moved on by a few weeks to a month or so. And so they mm-hmm. did the calculations. They realized that they were observing too many leap days too quickly. So he he implemented the rule that it's a, a leap year every four years unless it's a um it's a a century year. So if it's divisible by a hundred, you don't observe leap year unless that century year is divisible by 400. So like 1900 (laughs) did not have a leap day. 2100 Mm -hmm. will not have a leap day, but the year 2000 did have a leap day. 1600 had a leap day. Uh, 2400 will have a leap day. So that's what he did. And, and so like, they actually it makes total sense to me, Tom. I mean, gosh, like, <laughs> no, I know. Give me that sponge on a stick, and I'll wipe my ass and follow his calendar. No, 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 no. don't follow his calendar because, like you're saying, no, like you're saying, they, they, they screwed the pooch because they basically just took a, a, a bad system and co-opted it for their own power and their own mm-hmm. means and 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 that sort of thing. And that's like one of the so one of the first reforms that came about in the uh, Roman calendar after Romulus raised by wolves creates his calendar, it was controlled exclusively by the mystics. So, Mm. so at the end of every month, they would come out and say, all right, here's the next month's calendar and, and present it to people. And so what they started doing was they realized how much power they had control of by controlling everyone's time. And if they liked the ruler at, at, at the time, they would like add a few days to a month here or there, add a few days to another month here or there, and like extend the, the rule of the emperor by a few months or a year. You know what I mean? And, and so yeah. one, of the, one of the first reforms was called the Flavian reform. And uh, Flavius uh, decided to publish a standard calendar for every year and said, you know, we're not going to have all this monkey business with, you know, people just coming up with whatever time they want. And so like the roots of the calendar is, is power. It's crazy. And like, that's why when people say time is money, 
it's kind of true because time is is one of your most precious resources and um you need to guard it very closely otherwise people are going to exploit it well and that's something that's interesting with your system tom is that here hopefully our listeners aren't thinking that tom is out here for a quick cash grab because as it says on the website and on the calendar itself this calendar is good from 2019 to 9999. Yeah. So there won't be any special editions with a newly found day or like new kittens on the calendar or anything like that. Once you've got this calendar, you are set. Dude, that's it. So yeah. just wait yeah, until I get my grubby capitalist hands on it, and then oh, we'll see. We'll <laughs> Adam's see. gonna add. <laughs> Adam's gonna add spinning rims to it, maybe some uh, subwoofers. <laughs> really pimp out this calendar. Yeah, it's so, you know, it's it, you know, there's got to be a cat version somewhere, but you know, well, yeah, yeah. of course. It's, um, I, I do think because I, I was running some quick numbers here too. So mm. and and you know if if you're amenable to a proposal, Tom, just in regards to because I was thinking about the work the work week or what we now construe as the work week, you know Monday through Friday, is my thought is you know have Mercury and Pluto be the weekends and then also have Jupiter off every week so and and if you calculate that up so it's three-day work week or three or three-day you know venus earth mars three days jupiter's a break saturday uranus neptune and then obviously you get pluto and mercury off as like the quote-unquote weekends now what that calculates out to is you get uh there are 200 that would calculate out to 240 working days within a year the current Gregorian calendar only has or has 260 or 261 working days in a, week, in a year, whether or not you count the uh, the leap year. So you don't lose that much as far as worker productivity. And I think that would mm-hmm. actually be much more beneficial for our society's working, uh, uh, working class in general because you're not – you know, I think everyone, you know, granted, you, you would lose all the is it Friday jokes yet, but yeah, I think it would keep everyone's <laughs> mental mental health a little bit uh, a little bit more intact. But think of all the uh, other jokes that would come out of it. I mean, that's true. Again, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's they're ripe. There, I mean, the jokes are ripe, they, and they'll they'll come. I mean, there's a Uranus day, <laughs> right. so like. I mean, hey, come on. Uh, uh, <laughs> He's right. They pl- practically write themselves. I mean, come on. <laughs> but no, it, to your point, it's it's exactly right. So the the ask, this is this is how I've game planned it out, is the ask is we take this calendar system to our employers and we say, hey, look, I'm off the Gregorian system. I'm on the new calendar and I want four-day weekends. You got your five-day work weeks. I want four-day weekends. And so what they respond is, well, we're not going to give you a four-day weekend. Um, You can keep a two-day weekend. And they want a seven-day work week and a two-day weekend. So then the compromise is the six-day week work week and a three-day weekend. And everybody wins, really. Because like you're saying, the productivity levels will basically remain the same. And Mm -hmm. everybody gets uh, another... um, another weekend day. And so you actually have a third of the week off versus right now it's 
about slightly over a quarter of a of a week off. So yeah, that's that's kind of the and the other way to play it too is I think a four day weekend would be viable because you could basically, as an employer, set up two shifts of somebody working from Mercury to Jupiter day, and then somebody working from Jupiter to Pluto day. And everybody would get four days off. There would be one day where everybody's in the office, you know, updating whoever's coming in or, you know, on what has happened over the past week or, you know, what's going to get taken care of over the next uh, half of the week. Um, So there's definitely some, um, yeah, there's definitely a, like productivity won't get lost. That's always like the biggest concern when I talk to business owners or um, industrialists, I, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Uh, like, <laughs> you're I, Tony Starks and you're yeah, uh, exactly. Elon Musk. Yeah. I mean, well, I am the watermelon wonder, so I do hang right. out with with the Avengers. Yeah, it's they they always cut my scene out of the movies though, which is very very frustrating. Very rude. Yeah, you still get, mean, you still get the residuals, don't you Tom? Like you you've got that sweet Marvel cash rolling right, in but you know, it's I think it's like really when you have a speaking line in the movie, that's mm-hmm. when it really ups the ante. So yeah, I, I get a little bit here and there, but not enough. <laughs> um, it really, you need to take out the 10 minute long scenes where you're explaining <laughs> why you're a water, why you're a watermelon wonder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. explaining the watermelon wonder. I'm correcting people about what day of the week it is and what season <laughs> we're in. And you know, like, this really doesn't advance the plot much, <laughs> but it always helps because I distract the villains by getting into this long, odd conversation about what time is. I distract them enough for the Avengers to sneak up behind them and knock them on the head. And, yeah. you know, ugh. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's, you, you, you know, you, you've got, uh, uh, you know, I don't know any Marvel villains. He says you've got, uh, Oh, Adam, not, sorry. <laughs> you've got, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll make us a new, you've got like a villain going like you have one week to respond to my demand. And you're like, well, what, how do you define wow. a week? Well, well, what is one week? Yeah. Is that a nine day week or what are we talking about here? Listen, I have somebody you should talk to and a podcast episode you should listen to. You know, mid-season's coming up. Mid-season isn't part of the weeks or the months. So is that count in the week deadline? I don't know. (laughs) Um, So, Tom. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Adam. Nope, because it's going to make another wonderful joke. That's all right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Daniel. Sorry to interrupt. (laughs) So, Tom, have you brought this to employers and maybe like authorities, Congress, Senate people, anybody? Um. Yeah, I mean, I've tried to. I'm I'm taking it wherever it can go. Um, mm-hmm. And so, one of the things I realized during the research and development um, was taking it to Congress is probably not the way to go. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, in the 1920s, I believe, um, the League of Nations, which, as we all know, was the failed precursor to the United Nations, and like helped bring about world war ii i guess um they did a whole uh inquiry into the calendar and calendar reforms and they ultimately ended up uh deciding that the gregorian calendar was great 
and we should just keep that the way it is mm-hmm. because, you know, we don't need to rock the boat too much. So going through politics is definitely tougher. There have been a few people, um, Elizabeth Achilles, I think is how you pronounce her last name. I'm not really sure. I've only read it, mm-hmm. but um, she tried to bring some calendar reforms about in like the 50s and uh, it's always a dead end to write your congressman and say, hey, hey, I got this great idea. We got to change the calendar. There's five seasons in the, you know, it's, you look right. like a crazy person, which, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm not crazy. I'm just, no, I'm of just course passionate, not. right? That's uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you're here. You're here. So <laughs> the, um, so that's, it's kind of a dead end. Although I will say mm-hmm. there's, um, one calendar reform has been accepted by the government and it was through the IRS. So if you're an accountant, Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. If you're an accountant out there, all the money, like you said. Yeah, exactly. So in the thirties or so thirties or forties. So retailers, they have a big problem with what I was describing earlier, as far as like the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving dilemma where, where, the days of the week are always shifting across the month. So it's hard to uh, compare month to month sales. And it's also hard to compare year over year sales for a month because sometimes you'll have five weekends in a month and other years, you're only going to have four weekends in a month. And so if you're a a store, that's going to be a huge difference in your revenue where you have an extra, you know, three busy days of a month. Um, I, so, I can speak to that personally because that, that it was always hard. You couldn't aggregate, you couldn't pull out any insights from year over year data. You had to wait until you had at least three to five years of data before you could really pinpoint trends and stuff. Exactly. And and then you've got you know a bazillion other variables beyond that, like a global pandemic hitting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a, that's exactly it. Is that the Gregorian calendar obscures trends where the new calendar helps to uh, see trends. Basically, what the retailers came up with is something called the 52-53-week year. Um, And that is, they don't observe leap days. They observe uh, months on a, it's like a four-week month, and then a five-week month, and then a four-week month. Um, And they observe that pattern four times over a year. And then once every six or seven years, they add in an entire leap week of days to add in all the the leap days that they've missed or or whatnot. And so mm-hmm. they've this system it, it helps them with the year over year trends of saying, all right, these four weeks of last year we did this, so you know we should be doing y amount of revenue in the same four weeks of 2020 or 2021. Um, and so the, that calendar system gained enough popularity back in the day that it is an accepted, uh, generally accepted accounting practice by the IRS. So that's mm-hmm. kind of one way to, to go about it. I haven't convinced any businesses to adopt it as their accounting standard yet, but mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, hey, if you're out there and you're a businessman and you're a businesswoman and you're like, hey, I I hate I hate time, I hate the calendar too. Like, come on, let's yeah, let's meet up. So I, I do think that the main way to 
get this adopted on a large scale is through um, corporations, business entities type deal Mm -hmm. because they dictate so much of, um, first of all, how their employees view time and use time. Um, I've, you know, I've worked in nine to fives. I've worked in um, hourly jobs that, you know, the company's open 24 seven, basically. And, you know, everybody, you know, like you can, you know, you can observe a completely different schedule than your standard Monday to Friday, nine to five, because, you know, you'll still get two days off a week, but they're going to be like a Thursday and a Monday or, or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so employers dictate a lot of, of how people view time. Um, so it is kind of the key to, to getting this to a mainstream adoption. And then mm-hmm. also I think, so, so kind of the plan is hopefully I can get a couple people to just like buy into it just as like a hokey sort of marketing calendar, because mm-hmm. since this calendar would work from now until 9,999 and beyond, if you can get it into somebody's house, that is paid advertisement, you know, every day they're going to be looking at it every, every week. And it's like, Oh, Hey, go, you know, look, you've got three weeks until Christmas, go shop at Bob's Emporium or whatever. And and it's massive chain Bob's Emporium. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Well, you know, you don't have Bob's Emporiums. uh, They're they're actually all out of business. The pandemic really hit the mark here. Yeah. That's too bad. That's uh, yeah. So, so it, it could be like a, you know, just like, and, and that's also what a lot of calendars, wall calendars are these days anyways, is, you know, uh, you know, a restaurant or a realtor or whoever giving them to clients to hopefully that they'll put them up, look at it for a year and then use their services throughout the year and then throw it out and get a new one. And so anyways, long story short, if I could build like a network of businesses that are willing to like buy into the the buy into it from a marketing angle of like hey oh wow Bob's Emporium home of the five se- you know we've got five seasons here cuz we're always we got more than everybody else or whatever i don't care and so you know just getting all that sort of network of retailers business establishments you know um, probably people that are in seasonal industries to begin with mm-hmm. um and just kind of like building up the more people that are using it and following it and distributing it, the the more powerful it gets really, you know? So. And I, and I guess it was my question maybe coming from a, because obviously Tom, you're like bought into this system and you've convinced me that this system is the best system. And so maybe it was a naive question for me to suggest that you should go to government, government officials or somebody about this because Frankly, as you said before, the people in power were the ones who created this calendar system to kind of force it into their own whims and as um, to make it work for them. And now everybody's just kind of adopted it. So as you said before, earlier in the episode, it kind of like democratizing this, the calendar system and democratizing time, that seems to be the best option is give time back to the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, one question I did have was, do, 
does the new calendar recognize daylight savings time? Oh, yeah. That's, you know, that's a popular question people have whenever I mm. start getting on my calendar rants is they're like, <laughs> they're like, but tell me about daylight savings. And right. <laughs> so daylight savings deals with clock time. I'm dealing mm. with calendar time. So gotcha. there's, you know, there's not much I can do with that per se. Although I will say I am fully against the, like, it's the same sort of thing where it's like punching you in the face twice a year. They're like, oh, you thought it was 5 (laughs) a.m.? No, now it's 5 a.m. And you're like, wait, what? Like, what is this? So I am, I am completely against the, um, the, the changing of time twice a year, just, just to do it and just to, Hmm. You know, and and basically the yeah, oh my god, yeah. So yeah, no, I'm <laughs> that, that could be a whole nother podcast. Yeah, the, don't get me started about clock time. <laughs> sorry, Tom, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm once <laughs> once I get done with the calendar, I'm moving on to the clock. I swear. Oh shit. I think. Well, yeah. It, so I think we should be dividing the day into three eight-hour periods instead of two twelve-hour periods, because mm. then you can have eight hours for work. Eight hours for leisure, eight hours for sleep, basically. And so oh, shit. it's it's just a better way to sort of observe how your day is going and and, and what time of day it is. I've got a yeah, I'll send you I'll <laughs> oh, I got a prototype. That's uh <laughs> but I would appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Oh well no, I'm not gonna send you the prototype. I was gonna say oh, sorry. send you a picture of it. But yeah, okay. I mean, you know, I uh you never know. I mean, I, I might, right. I might start ramping up production of the clocks sooner than later. Uh, nice. And then also just to sort of uh, bring back what you were asking earlier with like mm. getting it to people in charge and and changing time, you know, as it be. It took Pope Gregory two hundred years for the world to adopt his better, more precise and accurate calendar system. And that was with the full weight and faith of the Catholic church on his side, you know? So it's like, that's, that's like, uh, so I'm working on a 200 year adoption plan at, at least like, I'm hoping Mm -hmm. that the internet with its power of getting information everywhere immediately will help cut down on that. Um, you know, coming on podcasts like this and getting the word out more that, you know, we shaved off at least a year from the adoption plan. Oh man. I mean, I consider that a compliment and high praise. That's, that's, you know, it's a, now it's a 199 year plan that I'm working on. I know it's, you know, you guys, you guys are a big mouthpiece. So it's a, yes, uh, we we are. are. Um, You hear that Red Bull? Where's our sponsorship money coming? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's um, it's definitely going to be a long grind before it gets to um, a, a spot where it's like, wow, this is a this is a viable calendar system that is rivaling the the Gregorian calendar. But you know, I think it's worth it as far as a cause to to get behind. And like, it's like one of those things where someone asked me once where I. I was doing an interview and they were like, so is this like your calling? And I like, 
I like sighed and I was like, yeah. And they were like, why are you, why do you sound so disappointed? I was like, well, you know, I wish it was like a better moneymaker or like more cool or, you know, like, I know I'm just the guy ranting about time everywhere I go. Like, you know, it's like, I believe in it. So I'm going to keep on keeping on with it, but like, it's, uh, yeah, it's just going to be a long grind. And so, yeah, that's, (laughs) I, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's that's how it goes. Yeah, Adam, do you have any more questions? I I do not. Thank you so much, Tom. This was seriously awesome. Well, good. I'm I'm glad. Thanks for having me on, guys. And um, you know, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, either you folks by you and Adam, or you folks listening out there in the world, um, you can contact me through. Uh, my website, I guess, www.thenewcalendar.com or just contact Adam and Daniel and have them pass along their questions, your questions to me that way. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have links to your website and maybe the Facebook page in the podcast description. But yeah, this is uh, Tom Sherman with the new calendar at uh, thenewcalendar.com and the new calendar on Facebook. Um, And I do really enjoy the new calendar posts on Facebook and um, what you can expect for each day and each season. Tom, if you want to stick around, we usually do recommendations for stuff that we're jonesing on that isn't related to the podcast episode. But if you want to stick around and recommend something to us, you can. Cool. Cool. Um, Well, yeah, again, thank you, Tom, for talking about the new calendar with us. Yeah. Um, Anytime. Let's hop into recommendations. And um, Tom, what would you like to recommend to us for, us and our listeners to either watch, listen to, talk about. Um, what are you kind of uh, hyphy about now? <laughs> other than the other than the new calendar, right? Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> um, let me tell you. Actually, this is something I've been doing recently that you guys might not be able to do it for a year, but mm-hmm. um, I've been freezing watermelon. All right. And then, oh my gosh, you really are the watermelon wonder. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's yeah. It, that's what this is part of why they call me it. Um, no, right. I've been freezing watermelon and then mm-hmm. putting that in a uh, in a blender and mm-hmm. uh, making watermelon sorbet. It's delicious. Ooh, oh, man, nice. Yeah. That's all you do? Just frozen watermelon in a blender and basically, um, um, you can. Like normally it's, it's frozen watermelon. You put it in the blender. And then if you have like a couple chunks of not frozen watermelon, just to add a little Mm -hmm. more juiciness to it. But yeah, Mm. it's, uh, it's really good. Frozen watermelon is like, I don't know, man. I don't know what happens in the freezer, but it's sweeter or something. That sounds awesome. Jeez. Gonna have to try that. Yeah, but like you said, you're gonna have to try that in a year. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, it's a little too late. <laughs> Four months ago. <laughs> cool, man. Well, yeah, I was I was thinking about it. I I'm about to eat my last batch of frozen watermelon um soon because mm. I tried to like stock up the freezer, but it's just too good. So yeah. I was like, oh, I'll have this all winter long, and now it's all gone. Uh, hopefully hopefully you have other food i was gonna keep me through the Shit. winter but now i have nothing oh, no. <laughs> we're, not, we're, we're barely into uh we're barely into autumn right now right so uh 
Right. Well, I mean, we're actually at the tail end, tail end oh, of yeah. autumn. Right. So, we're, we're, it's we're like barely, oh we're barely into fall. <laughs> that was yeah. so embarrassing. Right. Go, going into fall. Right. <laughs> so you, you still have time to get some apples. You know your your uh, your squashes, your pumpkins. So yeah, maybe I'll just freeze a bunch of pumpkin for the rest of the year. <laughs> Try a, a pumpkin sorbet. A pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, it'll be great. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, Adam, what do you want to recommend this week? Uh, yeah, I've been listen- listening to Nas. Nas, the rapper, has a new album out called King's Disease, and it is mm. uh, it is very good. Uh, that nice. And uh, uh, my second one is the Deftones have a new album out called Ohms. Both are I'm, fantastic, actually. I've never been a big Deftones fan. I should check them out. Um, and this week, I will recommend uh, Adam and Tom... Uh, if you ever feel like wanting to play a silly computer game called Among Us, uh, it's an online computer game where you are trying to figure out if people that you're playing with are imposters and are aliens who are killing each other. Um, it has become a viral sensation and a lot of memes have been made about it. So if you're not on the tip of Among Us, then please check it out. It's free for Android and iOS and five bucks on PC. So check out Among Us. Um, and again, seriously, Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Um, yeah, thank you. Guys. You can. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, God, Tom interrupting <laughs> us. How, how dare you? <laughs> that's just, that's just what I needed to piss everyone off right at the end. Right. We were doing it so well. Yeah. Um, again, you can go to the new calendar.com or the new calendar on Facebook to find out more. Um, we are on social media on Twitter at passion fruits p2 or passion fruits podcast facebook at passion fruits podcast adam where can we be emailed at uh passion fruits podcast at gmail.com and on instagram at passion fruits podcast yes we are everywhere along with the new calendar um thank you all for listening and again thank you tom um and good night bye